Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh, it's Jewishish. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day to you. Uh, Thu, you're on today. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to both of you guys. Great holiday. No kidding. But it is Jewishish. Yes. Nevertheless, we don't stop. We no. don't take breaks. No. <laughs> Much to the uh, Much to the consternation yeah, of the FCC. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All the news that's fit for us to podcast, it's September 7th, of course, 2020. Do you think the founding fathers when who came up with the First Amendment regret it when they hear us? <laughs> Do you think Marconi wishes he hadn't invented around the, broadcasting? Do-over. <laughs> Do-over on the First Amendment. I'm sure we're sinking anchor. That company must be failing oh, at this yes. point. Oh, yes. They're on their last legs. We got class, we got news, we got stories for the Jewish and non-Jews. All the sports and entertainment you could wish were the always irritating, always irritating, 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 always irritating. Jewish, irritating, Jewish. And it's another Murray Monday. Oh, I blew it. Hang on, we're going back. Tried to. Okay. It's been a while since you've messed it up. Yeah, now I can't even get it to go. All right, ready? Yeah. Murray! Good. Beautiful. We got Thu with us today since it's a Monday. Uh, the golf correspondent, Thucydides Johnson, of course. But uh, Thu, tell us about the exciting golf action from this weekend. Who won the FedEx Cup? How and why should we care? Well, sadly... The FedEx Cup has not yet concluded it being oh, Labor good. Day, but they didn't start until Friday so that they could entertain the fans on Monday for their Labor Day festivities. And so it's going to end today. Dustin Johnson has a five-stroke lead over Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas. I will say, as I was watching yesterday, Daniel Berger zoomed up the leaderboard, uh, birdieing 16, 17, and 18, carding a 64 and ending in and putting him in sixth place, but nine strokes back of Dustin Johnson, who is, again, playing a different course than everybody else. And, and I noticed in an interview that Daniel Berger has not given up hope. I saw that. he His agent, Mark Steinberg, has officially in some capacity petitioned the nice people at Augusta National to allow his player to play. Um, so he has not given up. Uh, I think he's not holding his breath. I think they're probably still laughing at the letter. But keeping keeping in in the mode of a people that is still awaiting its Messiah, he is still hoping that justice will prevail. This is yes, he is. Yes, he's carrying he's carrying this off. And is anybody surprised that Dustin Johnson, having been given an unfair advantage because of the dopey way the FedEx Cup is run, that he had extra points to start with? Is anybody surprised that he's actually winning? Well, uh, he only was given a two-stroke lead to start, but he's leading by five. Um, he's found some kind of groove that nobody else can find. 
Um, so now, as long as he's playing this well, it's going to be very tough to, to beat him. But he could come back to the field. It just needs one or two bad holes. Are golf fans embarrassed that somebody named Dustin is the best at their sport? Well, is Dustin better than uh, Justin or Colin? Case Cookus. Case Cookus, really? No, wait a second. Hang on. Okay. I have an etymological question. I never question. knew that I'd be so excited did to get know, around to the tennis. Did you know... Do you, do you, are you familiar with the etymological origins of the word golf? Me? No. I'm asking uh, no, I'm not. no, I'm not. Interestingly, it's, it's, it, it originates from a Norse translation of a Viking word that is to express bored revulsion. It's, it's, the, it's, it's onomatopoetic. It's the sound that somebody made as golf. If they had to watch too much of the sport. Oh, that makes sense. No, it's not actually. It's, that makes it's, sense. It, it derives linguistically from the Dutch word kolf or kolven, meaning simply club. And, and it's, golf is the Scottish iteration of that. But I, I like my etymology better, even if it's not true. Well, thanks for that. Info. That's good info. Yeah. No, you, you, you know, we, we try to keep uh, educational here. Okay, go yeah. on to the tennis. We all are excited about the tennis. Uh, what do you, you want to hear about tennis? Well, yeah, my partner here has been giving the tennis results. You know. Oh, I've been. Have you been watching? No, no of course not. Course We've not. just been listening to the pronunciations. Well, wait till you hear. My, uh, my Murray Monday is going to be Andy Murray in honor of the golf. Oh, excellent! Good in honor you. of the good. tennis. Good, excellent, good. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the middle of a big comeback. Yeah. U.S. Open men's tennis number one seed Novak Djokovic Good. was disqualified yesterday from his match and from the tournament for hitting a ball into the face of a female line judge. Nailed us. Flush on. Like intentionally? No, he was just swatting the ball away because he was mad, but he hit it right at her and nailed it right in that face. Ooh. Yeah. Alejandro Davidovich Fakina was also can we even say that on here? I'm telling you, that's my favorite name, but he's out now. Was also unfortunately eliminated. But good news from the women's side. You made this up. No, this is a real one. <laughs> Yulia Putintseva is still in it, and things are shaping up very interestingly in women's doubles with the teams of Anna Blinkova and Veronica Kudermatova and Laura Sigmund and Vera Zvanareva having advanced to the quarterfinals. I think we're just going to focus on women's doubles for the rest of the tournament. That seems to be I where the best names are. Beth, no, though. you did that very well. Oh, yeah. And you got Djokovic pretty close. I did. Yeah. Have you been I watching? I recommend the Tour de France to you. Oh, yeah. No, we're looking forward to the Tour de France and, and Lithuanian and Australian rules football. <laughs> if you've been watching Major League Baseball, you have to be struck, given all the games that have been canceled or postponed because of positive COVID cases, by how few players have been wearing masks and how little of the possible social distancing is actually being observed. So if you were watching the Braves-Nationals game yesterday, you had to be surprised by what happened to Nationals General, General Manager Mike Rizzo, who is sitting by himself in the seats outside a mezzanine-level luxury box. This video is courtesy of at bad refs dot or at, sorry at bad sports refs. Listen to this.
Wow, somebody's getting kicked out. Hunter Wendelstedt sees somebody in the upper deck. Call security. Call security. Somebody's been ejected. Either Joe West or Hunter Wendelstedt saw it, and they've asked security to be called either in the second deck or third deck. And they said, we'll wait for you. Better not be Mike Rizzo. The guy's up in an electric box, with the three decks out. Oh, I think it is. It might be the way he was yelling back. Rizzo. I love how Hunter, I don't know if you heard him say, hey, Brian, to Snick, call security. Yeah, Joe West, the same. <laughs> they were telling now, the Braves manager, the manager to, to, call to call security. <laughs> and, they threw call it, and they threw it at the general manager at the three decks. Right? I, I don't know where Mike is standing. I don't see him. But umpire and crew is going to get The organ music is going away while they throw at the general manager from the upper deck. Baseball is really wow, being on top never, of things. Yeah. By the way, Joe West, who, who always can be counted on to do the right thing, was quoted after the game as saying, quote, if it was Donald Trump, I'd eject him too, but I'd still vote for him. Wow. So Joe, Joe West, we can, can go. I think, can wow. go right with Kirk Cousins to the yes. top of our dumb list. Here is a Jewish NFL prediction. There is every reason to think that Tampa Brady will not wind up as the starting quarterback for his team this year. That's because this weekend they signed a Jewish quarterback. Tampa Brady. Tampa, no, just Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> You're confusing me. Tampa Bay picked up Josh Rosen, who had been released by the Miami Dolphins. Now you may be thinking that a Jewish quarterback in Miami was the perfect combination. But Rosen, in fact, has by far the lowest quarterback rating of anyone over the last couple of years. But Miami coach Brian Flores inadvertently revealed the conspiracy against Rosen, saying, according to ESPN, that though, quote, Rosen had the best arm of all the quarterbacks in camp, he fell behind when it came to processing, identifying defenses pre-snap, being able to predict changing coverages, and linebackers shifting, and so on. You're telling us that a Jew with the best arm in camp couldn't process well enough to get the job. We smell a... What are you doing? We smell a rat. The man will rule in Tampa. Get ready to take a seat, Brady. I'm sure the Jewish quarterback is going to take Brady's job. It has to happen. And another news. Last Monday, we paid tribute to Van Morrison on his 75th birthday. This week, he embarrassed his fans by playing with his band the first indoor gigs by a big name during the pandemic, albeit with limited seating. Morrison had earlier called on others in the music industry to join him and, quote, come forward, stand up, fight the pseudoscience, and speak up in favor of full-capacity concerts. The Guardian reported that, quote, no prominent artists or musicians have publicly backed Morrison's call to lift restrictions Ooh. on concerts, end quote. And there was much backlash against Morrison from fans on his own social media pages. Prior to Morrison, the only prominent Irish musician to challenge coronavirus rules had been Jim Corr of the Corrs, who joined a protest against lockdowns and, lockdowns and masks in Dublin last Saturday, and then was mocked by the Irish singing duo Jedward on Twitter as a COVID idiot. <laughs> 
Very nice. Do we know I that like, term, no, COVIDiot? I like yeah. that. I think that's what we should use for Joe West and Kirk Cousins and many other people. Huh? Pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Thailand are urging viewers to boycott the live-action version of Mulan because lead actress Liu Yufei's support of the Hong Kong police's brutal suppression of protesters. Remember how disgraced former New Jersey governor is a big Springsteen fan? Mm. Well, another example of a horrible person who loves a good thing is Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who adores the movie The Princess Bride. So Cruz is enraged that the film's cast is reuniting for a live stream script read of the film next Sunday to benefit the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. After Cruz expressed his distress on social media, lead actor Carrie Elwes tweeted back, quote, If you only left the fire swamp, you could join us, end quote. The donation page says, Anything you do not donate will be used to ensure that Trump loses Wisconsin and thereby the White House. Nice. And in fact, a donation of any amount gives you access to the live stream. You go to Wisdems, that's W-I-S-D-E-M-S dot org backslash Princess Bride. We'll post that link on our Twitter page. And now it's time for Murray Monday. Murray Monday. Wish it was Tuesday. So Andy or Murray, Wednesday. huh? Oh, yeah, you yeah. got to do the intro thing or to Friday. it. What intro thing? Oh, yeah. as our listeners know, every yeah. Monday we celebrate the people who authored Das Kapital and Endangered Fruits and who are like cows with no legs, the people known as Murray. So Andy Murray, huh? Huh? And, Andy Murray. I thought it would be timely with the U.S. Open going on and uh, to give uh, a little shout out to his uh, his comeback from his devastating injury. What devastating injury did he have? He had a terrible hip uh, injury in 2017 and has had a couple of surgeries since then. He was, well, you'll hear it. Let's, let's, uh, let me. Yes, go me. ahead. Go for it. Go tell, for it. Tell yeah. you about him. Born in Glasgow, Scotland on May 15th, 1987, Sir Andrew Baron Murray is a three-time Grand Slam tennis tournament winner, a two-time Olympic champion, a great Davis Cup champion and former world number one tennis player. He began playing tennis in Dunblane at the age of three. Both he and his older brother, Jamie, also an accomplished professional tennis player, were coached for many years by their mother, Judy, up until each of them joined the pro tour. In his autobiography, Hitting Back, he talks about anxiety attacks he would occasionally suffer on the court. He attributes it to three things. When he was eight years old at at Dunblane Primary School, a shooter came in and killed 16 students, a teacher, and then himself. Oh while Murray, yeah, crazy. While Murray ran for cover at the headmaster's office, mm. Murray and his family knew the shooter prior to the event. His parents divorced the following year, and a few months after that, his older brother left home to train for a tennis career. This combination of events frequently caused Murray to have anxiety and difficulty breathing during tennis matches. Had Murray not been born in the 80s, he almost certainly would have won many more Grand Slams in the era in the era of Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and Rafael Nadal. He was nonetheless able to carve out a very impressive Hall of Fame career, earning the respect and admiration of both fans and experts and putting him squarely on the list among the greatest of all time. For British fans and media, Andy Murray has been nothing short of a hero. In 2013, he became the first male British player to win Wimbledon since Fred Perry in 1936 and repeated the feat three years later, cementing his British legend status. 
He is widely credited with single-handedly winning the 2015 Davis Cup for Great Britain, playing both singles and doubles, and taking on the lion's share of responsibility to ensure his team's victory. Possessing one of the great returns of serve of all time, owing to his quickness and amazing anticipation, he played in several epic matches against Novak Djokovic in the 2012 Australian Open semifinal, 2012 U.S. Open final, and against Martin, Juan Martin Del Potro in 2016 Olympic gold medal match. In 2013, he had back surgery. In 2017, at the peak of his career, he suffered a devastating, serious, a devastating hip injury, requiring surgery and extensive rehabilitation, and almost causing him to retire. He spent a great deal of time and effort getting back to the top echelons of the game, making him even more of a media and crowd favorite. The documentary film Resurfacing tracks Murray's journey between 2017 and 2019 when he sustained the injury through the surgeries and his efforts to get back to the sport he loved. He's worked his way back to number 115 in the world rankings. Last week, he came from two sets and a service breakdown in the first round of a tough five-set U.S. Open match to beat Yoshihito Nishioka, but he eventually lost to Felix Auger Aliasame in the second round. Murray is a vocal feminist, having publicly spoken on numerous occasions about the need for equality between men and women in tennis. He's regarded as a flag bearer of feminism in the sport. In 2014, he made the trailblazing decision to hire a woman, Amelie Moresmo, as his coach. He was the actual flag bearer for Great Britain in the opening ceremony of the 2016 Olympic Games. In 2017, he was knighted by the British royal family. Considered by some to be Britain's greatest sportsman ever, Murray's contribution to the sport as a player, competitor, media darling, and feminist will be remembered for a long time to come, regardless of how many Grand Slams he ends his career with. Wow, we love this guy. That was a great report. That was worth having Murray Mondays just to hear about him. That's a heck of a Murray. You bring your A-game every time with these Murrays, too. We really thank you for it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't like to sell the Murray short. I bet I bet he never hit a lines person in the face with a ball either. Mm. Craziness, craziness. Um, yes. I, I I saw it. Yeah, I it saw wasn't. It. it wasn't. It wasn't as. It wasn't malicious. It was stupid, but not malicious. No, he just wasn't thinking. I think, right? Yeah, I, you know, I had the thought. I have a feeling if there were fans, they would have continued playing because you would have had to send you know ten thousand fans home. Um, but I think the right thing happened here, and I don't think the right thing would have happened if they were fans. Yeah, that's a good way of good way of thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and there's so you know there's a lot of bad the the standards for behavior in tennis, which used to be a very decorous game, has really declined, and so I I think it's good to assert some you know decency. Um, I agree. Djokovic, Djokovic is a very is a is a pol- real kind of a polarizing figure. He's right. he's a very he's a very interesting guy, and I, I don't want to sell him short. He has he has some very good qualities as well, um, yeah. but he is he's an odd one. He's an anti-vaxer, and he he recently ran a few tournaments irresponsibly, causing lots of people to get uh, COVID, um, and took a lot of criticism for that. Well, we're glad he's out. Although, and and he, what it does is it it opens up the whole field of people with names that my partner won't be able to pronounce, and so that that sets right. up some possibilities. The it's only great. reason not to root for Murray is because we can say that. Yeah, and he, and you don't have to worry because he's he's got yeah, it. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he did well. He, his first his first round match, he, he I think he handled himself admirably. No, there's reason to hope he may uh, climb back, huh? I, I I hope so. Yeah, good. All right. Well, thank you. That was a great, great, great report. That yeah, was no very, kidding. Very, thank very you. classy. Very classy. So everybody, do um, do acknowledge Labor Day in some way. Remember, it's about organized labor and people who made tremendous sacrifices to make work. Uh, um, better compensated and better protected in our country. The amount of threats to unions that went on at the RNC, just yeah, know, really more so than usual. I think yeah, a lot. Is, yeah, you know, so you know, celebrate today. Maybe do some kind of volunteering for the Dems. You know? Yeah, do or some, yeah, we'll some we'll, donating to something. Good, that's right. Know, some unions. That's right. Know, do celebrate as you see fit but you know but yeah but it's not just a day off it's you know same way you'd want to make memorial day meaningful labor day a lot of people sacrifice big to uh make the workplace a a tolerable place Mm -hmm. all right thank you that's been murray monday that's jewish ish for monday who do we have to oh we got our shoes we got our second week in a row it'll be a streak we may, you know, uh, Thucydides, we may need to have you back just for a quick comment in the next couple of days to let us know who won this, because this is one of the big tournaments. I'm around. I'm All right. around. We'll, we'll work you in. All right? Great. All, All right. right. All Very right. good. Thanks, Thu. We'll see you next time. Thanks, see you next everybody. Time. This has been Jewish.